0: All right. Good day, Jensen. Welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. It's actually a fireside edition and we're live on Facebook. And I got my boy, my mentor, my coach, my most importantly, my friend, Sean Hart to join me tonight. And we're gonna have a deep discussion because he and I have been having some deep discussions offline about the craziness that's been going on in the world. And i I thought and he thought it would be good that we just have a discussion among dads to talk about the conversations that we're having in our family, the conversations that we're having with our kids, and what we're trying to do as dads to move the needle. So welcome, Sean. Welcome to those that are tuning in. How are you, my brother? I'm doing well, man. How about you, man? I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm real good. I'm, you know, just... Trying to uh, navigate the craziness of of uh, life, manage, you know, try to make sure everything, everybody's taken care of in the home. So yeah, it's good. So
1: yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. I'm glad to be uh back on your uh your podcast, man. We uh I was with you last year uh with three other or two other guys plus yourself, and it was pretty cool, man.
0: Yeah, it was good. I've I've actually really enjoyed those conversations. You know, Mike Lewis and uh, Antoine Brown have become regulars with me, and we've had some deep discussions, shonking off and stuff, and it's been great. And, uh, you know, it's really all about, I mean, just like you, what you're doing with Involved Dad, what I'm doing with Father's Fire. I mean, we're really trying to have an impact on men, on fathers, which ultimately has ripple effects into the family because the yeah. ultimate goal is to strengthen the family. So let's talk about, I mean, you and I've had some candid, heartfelt, raw discussions about the chaos that's been going on in the capital and the world. So let's talk about what you as a dad are doing to talk to your kids in a way that n- helps us move forward but recognizes the pain and the sorrow and the anguish and the frustration of not just the immediate past, but the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I appreciate the question, man. Um, You know, it's uh, we haven't we are having several conversations. Right. It's not an easy conversation uh, to have. Right. You know, um, as you know, one aspect of it that I have to deal with the elephant in the room as it relates to the color of our skin, right? Um, and then the other aspect is that we're dealing with just the state of the world, you know, as it relates to our um, spiritual beliefs and how we believe as uh, as a family, right? And helping them to um, trust God in the midst of this because as they're growing, as they are young people, uh, if we're saying God is a good God in a good mood and he loved to do good things, when you look at the state of the world right now, a young believer, especially our children, they can be asking the question, where is God in the midst of this, right? So it's not, you mean, know, so what you're talking about, you know, is like, it's, this is a large question, Jody, is because we you know, because I have to deal with the spiritual, the spirituality aspect of it, of giving them the right perspective of who God is and how God operates. And then the other aspect of, you know, um, with some people saying, this is not a race thing, you know, and and it's hard for me being African American male is to separate the two. Right. Um, so we so we deal with it all, but at the end of the day, when we come to the conclusion is that I'm I'm uh pouring into my children, at the end of the day, we are not a victim. That we are victors, right? That we are victors through Christ. We're victors like where we can master, we can be the master of our own fate when we take control over our own lives. Because there's things I can't control what's outside of me, but what I can control is what takes place on the inside of my home, right? So we're having, uh, you know, a lot of conversations about this and we deal with the elephant in the room. We we deal with it. And I'm that type of dad where we deal with that elephant that's in the room. So so there's a whole lot of discussions going on, Jody, a whole lot of talk um, taking place to um, make sure that my children do, does not shape their beliefs based on what they see, right? I wanna mm-hmm. help them process what they see. I don't want them to process it on their own. And that's why it's important for dads to be involved for mom and dad, right? But specifically fathers, because that's who I am, is that I need to be present to be able to answer their questions and to reduce anxiety, right? Just to to help them process what they are experiencing. Vicariously. Through others, well, and I think
0: I I think you hit on something that is really important: is that we as dads, we the way that we are open and we don't avoid the elephant in the room, we actually have open discussions and we allow the our kids to express their fear, their concerns, their anxiety, and and we create a safe space so that they can talk about that. It gives them hope. And so instead of them asking the question, well, what if it was different? They can say, what can we do in our family to make the changes yep. that we want to see? What are yep. the changes that I can do as a son or a daughter or a father to execute on the changes that I want to see? And when we create that environment, we empower them. I, mean, yep. my, I my oldest son, Devin, You know, he, he is so passionate about making people feel loved, you know, and last year when we had all the George Floyd, Floyd chaos and and the loss, you know, just the tragedy that happened around that, you know, he was in Southern LA with a lot of those protests. And he was like, dad, I can't believe it. He goes, we were just out there trying to create a unified force for change. And we were getting hit with rubber bullets. He's like, we were totally peaceful. And so it, it was phenomenal because on one hand, he's out there. He's acting on the belief and trying to fight for the rights of all people. At the same token, he's asking me and himself going, wow, are my efforts really going to have an impact? What, what do
1: I need to do? Because this, you know, we need to make the change that we want to see. Yeah. You know, this is the thing about it, man. You have to decide what are you willing to sacrifice? Right. You you have to be willing to you have to have that real conversation, because when you start on the journey, you never know where you're going to arrive. You never know when the journey ends. And what do I mean by that? I can say that I want to drive from here to New Jersey. I want to go see my family. But in the midst, I may have car trouble, Jody right? I I'm, I'm made my car make breakdown and I can't make it. My efforts were good. My intentions were good. But was it, you know, was it was my whole goal or was the whole big picture just for me to make it to Pennsylvania and then for my kids to catch the bus from Pennsylvania to New Jersey and I had to stay back and get the car fixed or whatever the case. What, what do I mean by this? Is that your son, Giving him the example, using him as an example, he may be the sacrifice that my children begin that that reap the benefit of his sacrifice. Right. Martin Luther King, he was the he he, he had to go through what he went through in order to give me the opportunities that I have today. Right. So you so you never know what your role is in the process on that journey. But you have to be willing. To pray, to pay whatever the cost is, you need to know what the cost is as you begin this journey. So I can say, like, man, at what cost, like will things ever change, they will change. But the problem, the, the question, the real question is, is what am I willing to sacrifice to not see the change that I want to see.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the challenges is whether you're sacrificing in business or in your family or trying to make social change. A lot of times we're looking at the inequity and we're looking at the things that we're having to give up instead of looking at the things as a, of what we have to give up for what we can gain. Because a lot of times we have to give up the baggage to get the bag. And that mm-hmm. bag can be... For blessings for your family, can be blessings for your, your business, whatever. And a lot of times we're clinging to what if. We're clinging to, man, I'm going through this horrible situation. And maybe the situation that you and your family are going through is God's using you to build a blueprint, to be a
1: blessing to other
0: people's lives.
1: Absolutely. A- absolutely. I-, I like what Kenneth said right here. He said, the journey is difficult. But we are built for it, and absolutely. like you are built for whatever journey that you set out to achieve or to go on. You're built for that journey. It's when we get distracted by other people's journeys. It's when we get distracted by everything else. like you wasn't built for that, bro. You know so, so I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier today, and we had a great conversation and, and he was talking about like, well, what can we do? What am I doing? You know, all of that type of stuff. And I told him, listen, I played my lane. I I wasn't called. I I wasn't called to play other people's lanes like I wasn't called to be on the front line. Not even not at this time. That's not my assignment. That's not my assignment to go to stand on the White House or to do the marches or whatever right now. That's not my assignment. God has raised me up to use my social media platform to be a voice, to bridge the gap between whites and blacks and blacks on blacks on a social media platform. That's my assignment. I can get distracted because every uh, other people want me to do something different, but bro, that's not my assignment. Why? Why should I do it? Because you tell me to do that? No, I'm not. I'ma play my position. You need me to play my position. Oh, you, know, uh, you, you you don't want me to play somebody else's. I'm not going to be effective. Let me play the position that I'm called to play, so that way I can be effective and move the needle in my area.
0: Point and and point. I think,
1: I think the number
0: one position that we as men need to take, especially in the family, is we need to grab hold of that position of father. And if we have a wife that's walking side by side with us. We need to recognize that we are co-captains trying to help our children play their unique positions because they have their own unique skills and their talents and their gifts from God. And if we can create a playing field in which they can thrive, even when it's there's severe adversity, yep. they will, whether it's the first or second or third quarter, because you and I both know the real test comes in the fourth quarter. Oh, absolutely, bro. And if we're playing our position as dad and they know that we're consistently walking the game with them, walking the journey with them, it's going to instill confidence when it comes down to the moments when it's really, really important.
1: Yep, absolutely. We It's, it's important for us to play that position and walk with our wives and walk with those um, – you know, like when you talk about what our, you know, as as men and as husbands, you know, as fathers, um, you know, being an example in the whole nine, like th- that's all I can do. Right. I was talking to somebody earlier, man, is that, you know, we have to learn how to fight and build at the same time. A lot of times we just want to build and we don't want to fight or we all we want to do is fight and not build. We want to make an excuses we can't why we can't build because we over here fighting. Listen, you can't have one without the other. We have to do both. You have to fight and build at the same time, and it's extremely important. So just because your fight looks different than mine does not mean that yours is more important. So when we're looking at this right now, I have Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm raising up my children in the way that they should go to be able to navigate this world. They have to know how to live in this world of playing a position on both sides. They need to know how to navigate when they are in a predominantly you know, black environment, and they need to know how to navigate when they're in a predominantly white environment. That's the reality of it. And if they don't know how to play both sides, because this is the thing, my kids right now live in a predominantly white neighborhood in the community and go to schools in that area. But if they don't know the other side, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. They need to know how to navigate both worlds. And for some, they don't understand that there's two worlds. But well, they are. Yeah, and it's like our boy
0: uh, Julian Gibson said. He's like, quit complaining about the ref and learn the plays. Right. And when you're you have to learn the plays on both sides of the game, offense and defense, and you have to learn what's happening on the opponent's side. Right. And we and I hate having that discussion. But the reality of it is we have to have that discussion. Right. So my my wife, my wife was home, fortunately, the day after the Capitol riots, um, when my daughter, who's Haitian, um, she yeah, they were talking about everything that had happened in the capital riots and the disparity and the miss, you know, just how things would have been handled differently. And my wife was home with her while they were having that discussion in government high school, and it created an, an opportunity for my wife to have a very heartfelt discussion with my daughter. And talk about what we can do as a family, what she can do as she's navigating, you know, the environment that she's in. And I think it's really, really important that we put ourselves in places where we're side by side with our children so that we can lead them and walk with them through the dynamics that are facing re- us real life today.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you have to be present, man. You, you have to be present. You have to be aware and you can't be ignorant. You can't, you can't be ignorant, man. You mean, and, and, and this is the thing. I just want to share with some people, man, that's, that's listening. You, you have to, the Bible talks about being wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove, bro. You gotta be wise. Like you, 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 you have to be wise. You can't like, I wanted to post some stuff the other day because I was angry. I was upset, but I'm like, yo, Sean, you gotta be wise, bruh. Like how do you navigate this? And sometimes, especially as men, we can allow our emotions to overtake us or we, and we can say some stuff and do some stuff and we may be justified why we do what we do but that doesn't make it right. Mm. But it doesn't make it right. How does it make the situation better? So I had to make a decision, Sean, what does the world need right now? What does the people that listen to me, that follow me, what do they need right now? So I had to look at it as bigger than me. Right. So, so because some people are looking for hope, some people are looking for encouragement. So if I come and fan the flame of anger, where is refuge? Mm,
0: that That's deep. And it's deep from the perspective of a couple things. Number one, being disciplined to step back and hold your tongue and being wise. Right. And knowing when and what to say. And I think we as dads in every situation, a lot of times our first reaction is to react instead of biting our tongue, biting our time, listening, assessing what's really happening in our homes or in the world, and then acting. And, you know, it, it really requires discipline. The other thing is going back kind of related to your position because you're, you were looking at it not only from, right. My heart is hurt and there are things that I want to get out of my feeling, but I need to recognize that I have an assignment to lift the people that I'm called to serve. Absolutely. I'm thinking about how my experience in just saying one little thing led to just a plethora of conversations and comments and Jody, you don't understand. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm coming from the perspective of not only a a man that loves all people, I flat out love all people, but I also have the unique perspective of having adopted two Haitian children. And so I've had to have different discussions with my children about being black in America than I've had in having the discussions with my, my, my half Filipino children, right? Because my wife's Filipino and a lot of men don't understand that. And it's like, I'm like, all right, usually I step back and I just try to lead by example, but I'm like, in this moment I need to be a voice. And I think recognizing that there is a time when you need to be a voice There's a time when you need to hold back. There's a time when you need to lead by example and being quiet. But there's other times
1: when you need to be a voice. And You you do. You need to be a voice. But this is the thing I, I want people to notice is that you need to be a voice according to your assignment. Yes. Because you can say something and not even know... What you talking about? Because you, you can be speaking from a place of anger. Right. And, and that's why I'm just saying like the other day, man, is that if I would have said something, I would have been speaking from a place of emotion. I'd have been speaking from a place of emotion. Right. And again, I could have been justified by what I said. And I had a whole lot of people saying, hey, man, I agree with you. But but I had to say to myself is what do the people, not the world, what do the people need that follow me? The people that look to me for hope, what do they need right now? What is my assignment? What is that responsibility? So I had to remind myself that, Sean, this is not about you, bruh. It's about the assignment. So if it's about the assignment, you would die to yourself. Mm. You die to yourself and you feed you feed those that you assigned to. So then what happens with my emotion? I go to those who are, who I, who's assigned to me. Mm. They will give me refuge. I need to be the refuge of those that I'm assigned to and not allow my emotions to get the best of me to where now I can't move the needle because there's a lot of people saying stuff. Right. There's a lot of people saying stuff. And listen, and and a lot of stuff that I'm hearing, I agree with. There's some things I don't agree with, but I have to stay focused on my assignment. And that's what we have to do. We get distracted by other people assignment. I'm not going to do what you want me to do, bro. I'm just not. I'm just not. I don't care what you say. I'm just not. That's why I'm not living my life for you. I, I have a responsibility, and I made a commitment to that assignment, and that's what I'm gonna live from. That's what I'm gonna live from. So, so I, I see, I see what's cracking.
0: So, and I, I think the most important thing in that st- statement is recognizing that our first assignment is to our family our first assignment is to our kids, right? So I'm asking myself every day, I'm like, all right, what conversations, and am I ready for the conversations that will come unexpectedly to help my children as they're wrestling through this challenge or whatever challenge in life? I have to continually be ready to be present and engaged and involved In their lives so that they know that they have a refuge that they have a safe haven to come home to so that they then can go out and create their own impact on the world with the gifts that God gave them. And that's my ultimate responsibility as a man and a husband. You know, if I can impact my family, I can the the ripple effects will last for generations not only in my own family, but across generations of other people that are in my circle of assignment. And I think it's really, really important that, as you've pointed out, we need to step back. And before we respond, ask ourselves, are we responding in a way that follows the assignment that will have the greatest impact on our
1: families and our kids? Absolutely, because that's my first assignment, bro. That's my first assignment and I can't do something that will be detrimental to those that I'm assigned to. And first you know, I can't, again, you hear me saying this and I learned this from my old pastor, man, is that I can't be a public success, but a private failure. So I first have to father at home. I first have to be the husband that my wife need me to be at home. I can't go and pour out, into others, if I am not at the place where I need to be. I need to first be, I, I need to first exhibit resolve. If I'm asking people to be, to show, um, to be re- resolved and, you know, resolute in situations and be patient and, you know, and to have faith, I have to first demonstrate that, bro? I, I can't tell you or ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So if I don't have an answer, if I'm not going to do that, if I can't do that, I'm not going to create content and tell you to do something I'm not walking in myself. I refuse yeah. to. And you'll look through it. You'll be like, oh, he ain't saying that with passion. Yeah, uh, no, he, he's a yeah. fraud. <laughs> yeah, he, he just saying that.
0: Yeah. No, I I love that. Well, I I appreciate the conversation. You and I always have amazing discussions one on one and with the fathers that we work with. And, you know, it's interesting as we walk together how unified purpose Mm -hmm. creates impact. Yep. Right there, when we are unified, and this is for us as friends, this is us as families. Us as a community, when we can get unified behind a purpose, we can create the change and create an environment where all people feel at home and loved and they feel like they
1: have refuge Yep, amongst us. And yep. that's really the goal. Real talk, bro. For real. No. For real. Now, I love you, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity, man, uh, to be on your platform, to um, just to chop it up, you know, it's going to take some time, man. I mean, we have to have real candid conversations. We have to have real candid conversations. We have to be willing to go back to our, um, families and having real conversations, uh, you know, to be able to move the needle, at least in our community, uh, in, in our environment, you know, we're trying to win this worldwide battle. And that's not your assignment. There's other people that that's their role. What is your role? You know I mean win, win the day, win the moment. I just need you to win this moment. You, you trying to win all this, like win this moment, bro. You trying to win the championship and you can't even win this moment. <laughs> you can't even win this down, right? <laughs> like win, win this moment, like learn how to be a winner, like get your funky tail up and start exercising, get your tail up and study. And you talk about something, you want to be this and that. No, start from where you are. Win this moment. Win this moment. And a lot of times, when we justify and make excuses, you know, why we can't have stuff or do stuff, right? Because it's so big and they won't give me opportunity. Well, I know what you can do is win this moment. And it's amazing what happens when you win one moment. Absolutely, bro.
0: It's synergy. Because it creates momentum. For succeeding moments.
1: Absolutely. Yes, that's good, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So one moment leads to another one, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. You know I love
0: you from the bottom of my heart. And sir, uh, likewise, bro. Those that are tuning in, I mean, you gotta go get connected with Sean Hart. He runs a phenomenal program called Involved Dad. We're actually in the midst of creating a mentoring program. So if you are interested in that. Please reach out to me. Um, me and uh, my boy James Jack James are working with Sean to create a mentoring program to help men who are aspiring to be better men, better fathers, better husbands. So, we would invite you to reach out to us because we, our ultimate goal is to impact families by touching the hearts of men and yep. helping them be better fathers. So, thank you so much, no my brother. All day, man. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, you have a fantastic evening, buddy. You too, man. All right, see ya. Peace. You
1: got it. I got you.
0: It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire.
1: Oh, and by the way, that's
0: fire with a Y.
1: What's going on, everyone? Internal fire.
0: Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire.
1: Champion fire. unlocking the fire within thank you all for tuning in let's grow speak fire
0: speakfire.com
1: speak fire with a y we have a new episode that comes out every monday at 4 a.m are you gonna be up with us deuces this is your boy Jay Gibson, CEO and founder of Rethink Rich Academy, Rethink Rich Incorporated, with a new face of finance. Get used to it. And I just want to tell you guys if you're looking for elite financial training and coaching, but not just about investment, to help your whole life, I want you to go to RethinkRichAcademy.com. We are doing free training right now for the entire year of 2020. So join me on Facebook at Rethink Rich Academy and follow me on social at Rethink Rich.